You are listening to the BSC News Podcast, the leader in decentralized finance on the Binance Smart Chain. Here's your host, Tom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the BSC News Podcast. Um, today, we have a very, very exciting project with us called Meta Engine. Um, and as it will, if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know I'm a big fan of, of GameFi, uh, blockchain gaming, that sort of thing. Uh, Meta Engine is, well, just that. Um, so from Meta Engine, we have Alex. Um, Alex, hello. Thank you very much for being with us. Would you be able to introduce yourself, please? Yes. Thank you for having me, Tom. Uh, really excited to have this uh, call with you. Uh, so my name is Alex Shalash. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Meta Engine. Uh, we are... Uh, we're a new um, engine project uh, specifically focusing on GameFi and Metaverse infrastructure. Uh, we've launched this project um, in, um, in October last year. Um, yeah, we can talk more about details of that uh, at the later stage, I guess. Fantastic. Good. And, and how big is the team um, behind Meta Engine? So currently we are about 20 people uh, with uh, different focuses uh, on technology, on partnerships, on marketing. Um, so it's it's across the board, uh, but it's around 20. Fantastic. Brilliant. Um, and would you be able to give us an overview of what Meta Engine is? Because obviously we can go on your um, uh, website and see that it's a cloud-based collaborative multi-developer environment for gaming and guilds. Um, but I think a lot of people in, in the crypto space and a lot of people perhaps in the gaming space that aren't game developers and um, well, very involved in IT might be a little bit uh, out of their depth uh, sort of when it comes to that. So would you be able to explain to us um, maybe in, in simple terms uh, what Meta Engine is and provides or, or hopes to provide? Right. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll start first uh, uh, kind of introducing what Engine is, right? Uh, because many people, again, will might have different uh, perspectives on understanding what, uh, what is expected from an engine. So uh, traditionally, when you are building a game in the traditional sense, not Gamefly, uh, you uh, either can create a whole host of technologies and integrate yourself, which is a relatively difficult technical exercise to go through. Very exciting, but lots of risks along the way. Or you can license what is called a game engine. Uh, it's basically a set of tools that uh, you can use to build your gaming experiences, whether it's a 3D immersive environment or very simple you know, Angry Birds type of game. You uh, usually, as a developer, because you want to focus on the content, uh, then you go out and you license this underlying technology that allows you to build that content. So that's on the outset what, what the engine normally is. Um, we have started the journey, I personally have started the journey on the game engine side in 2009. Uh, and uh, our focus has been uh, primarily on what is called massive multiplayer online role-playing game um, infrastructure, which means we, we have been building and uh, releasing additional features of a specific set of tools that are unified uh, on a platform that allow game developers to jump in and build this massively scalable worlds. You know, you know, in the older days, it was World of Warcraft. Then we had the Star Wars The Old Republic and many other massively scalable games that could be planet um, scale in size and also can host millions of people 
that are engaged in different activities, whether it's you know crafting, or mining, or uh, or fighting, or you know, uh, conquering different places, exploring uh, spaces, and so on. Usually, these are very large open worlds with massive participation with people taking on different skills and participating within that world um, uh, in, in, the, in the fun entertainment, uh, entertaining experiences, right? Uh, when we go into GameFi or Metaverse specifically, we looked into uh, building our own little version of a Metaverse when everybody started doing this uh, early last year, going into the mid of uh, 2021. And what we realized through that experience is uh, it's pretty uh, complex to actually integrate blockchain technologies, whether we're talking about simple wallet uh, or much more difficult things that are related to digital assets and so on. So uh, instead of building a, another metaverse, we decided to go back to our core uh, uh, infrastructure platform and integrate those many of those features that GameFi and metaverse development, developers would like to see into the uh, traditional uh, massive multiplayer online platform and then provide that as a, as a platform for, for this new uh, breed of developers that come onto the market to create this very different style of games, right? Uh, if you were to compare those to the traditional game. So that's where Metaver Meta Engine, um, were the, the, the idea of the platform on one side, but also the, the whole offering was born. Fantastic. No, that's very exciting indeed. Um, as I said, or as I've discussed with you, I think before the podcast, um, I, yeah, I, I do like uh, playing blockchain games um, a lot. So I'm sort of um, the, the customer side of, of um, your project, I think. And obviously um, there's going to be developers um, who will be very interested as well. And a lot of the games that I play um, at the start, uh, you can see that obviously they're created in uh, Unity. It perhaps might be online on their WebGL platform, or it might be a standalone application. Um, and then a few in Unreal Engine, um, for example, um, as well. So um, what benefits um, do developers have um, if they wanted to create an MMO um, by using Meta Engine sort of over your traditional um, game engines? Right. So that's a very, very interesting question. And lots of developers are asking that same question, right? So um, uh, Unity definitely is a leader on the market, especially when we're talking about mobile games or smaller games uh, in terms of scale, right? Uh, or number of people that are playing it. Same goes for Unreal, but with a much more different focus on photorealistic graphics, amazing rendering technology. We, 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 we really respect what they, they have achieved that we're constantly striving to get to that level, although it's uh, one very difficult exercise uh, to go through. On, uh, on our side, what we uh, provide is kind of a different take on this whole space. So let me take a step back and you know, uh, kind of lay the ground on what, what do we believe or what the industry is calling, uh, let's say, metaverse games, right? Um, currently, Many of the metaverse games are very limited in scale. They have very small number of players. And uh, this is primarily driven by limitations of the technologies that they're using. So uh, for, for that matter, both Unreal and Unity out of the box do not provide game developers with any tools 
that would allow them to put even two players in that same environment at the same time. So what game developers have to do is they have to go out, uh, license third-party technologies, and then integrate those technologies. Some are easier, some are more uh, difficult to do. Integrate those technologies with their Unity-based uh, uh, development environment. And then that would enable some level of multiplayer functionality. Uh, that the level of functionality allows you maybe to have you know, 50 to 100 players in that same environment uh, to, to as, as participants right within this. That's very far away from, uh, let's call it massive multiplayer, uh, traditional massive multiplayer scalability uh, that uh, we are used to on the, on the traditional side. So when you look at the, uh, our offering, our offering is based on our core technology called Hero Engine. That engine uh, allows you to build highly scalable, massive uh, uh, environments, planet scale, as, as I mentioned before, with millions of participants that can interact within those environments. So if we go back to the definition, what do people say or what do they believe today? Because again, these things are changing um, and we, our vision of the future metaverse evolves uh, all the time. What is metaverse? In our view, metaverse, it's a, it's a network of interconnected, massively scalable, three-dimensional experiences games, open worlds, and so on, that can be accessed by virtually unlimited number of people that are persistent in nature, which means whether you are in it or you are you, know, you went to sleep and then you come back, you see that world evolving, whether you are in or outside of it. And uh, also that provides that level of um, asset interoperability and collaboration that uh, currently are kind of some of the key words that many people are using when they're describing uh, different types of services that uh, they would like to provide within that, uh, specifically within the metaverse-like environment. So, so when, sorry, just to finish off. So when you look at the, total offering, right, of different technologies, uh, Metaverse is much more like an, a, a collection of interconnected MMO games that are um, uh, sharing a, 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 sorry, a digital asset um, and crypto enabled both security and storage um, that provide with, with that uh, the you know, kind of a whole environment with massive number of experiences rather than a, a themed uh, mini experience that, that we see as, as of uh, now on many of the games. Brilliant. Yeah, no, that, that's very interesting indeed. And obviously you said um, you've got history uh, in Hero Engine as well. Um, am I right in saying that you um, worked there for, for 12 years? Yes, that's correct. Cool. Good, yeah, and, and I've looked at them a little bit as well. And um, the, the games that um, well seem to make use of, of Hero Engine are, are games such as Star Wars: The Old Republic and Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so, what I'm thinking um, is, you know, the technology that you're offering um, developers for for creating a game 
uh, using yeah blockchain technology. Um, it's the same technology that has supported previously um, Star Wars: The Old Republic, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, and the other games listed on the Hero Engine. So the the potential of what people can create with uh, Meta Engine, um, it's you know as solid as Hero Engine. Is that correct? Yes, we wow. basically are. You know, kind of in a in a blockchain talk, we're we're taking a fork out of uh, that Hero Engine platform, and we are expanding the, uh, the the set of services that uh, that that platform is going to provide. That that's Meta Engine. Wow, wow! No, that's that's really interesting. You you, you do have, well, yeah, some huge uh, projects that you've worked with previously. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and how um, accessible um, to uh, new or perhaps not as, ex- well, not fully professional developers um, would Meta Engine be? Because I know uh, one of the good things perhaps about Unity um, is that uh, it really pushes um, its tutorials and, you know, uh, learning assets and things. So it's quite easy to pick up um, if you um, are new to, to development or, or coding. So how easy, sorry, how accessible um, is Meta Engine to, to new developers, right? So um, Meta Engine actually, uh, my, uh, yeah. Let me first, you know, answer your question, and then I will add additional comment to uh, that. So, um, so Meta Engine is as and its core Hero Engine are not as easy uh, in some aspects, like Unity. In some aspects, uh, for example, the environment creation tools and stuff like this, they are better and more user-friendly than, than Unity's. Um, the one big difference, uh, so, and, and obviously, uh, sorry, to add to that as well on the Unity side, and Unity has you know, millions of developers around the world that, uh, that can join your projects and, uh, and become part of your team uh, pretty quickly. Um, and so that, that's Unity on one side, Unity's advantage, right? But um, comparing that to Unreal, for example, Unreal has a, a higher level of complexity, uh, same, uh, similar to, to Hero Engine, the underlying technology of Meta Engine. Uh, the learning curve can be, depending on the experience and expertise, can be very quick, one can pick it up within three, four weeks, become already relatively productive uh, on the engine side. Uh, Let's not forget that within the game development itself, there are many different roles that people play. So for example, if you are a 3D artist or an animator, majority of cases, your job doesn't change independently of which engine is being used, right? Uh, But when you are a world builder or level designer, or you are a scripter that enables all the uh, the beautiful activities within within that, uh, then uh, that's much more specialized for each engine. Um, And no no difference between, sorry, there is is a difference, but uh, that specialization has to always be there for a specific engine. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, so then, but there is one important thing that um, neither Unity or Unreal has is what we call real-time collaboration on on our side. Uh, What that means is, um, uh, first of all, uh, Unity and Unreal, when you start development in both of those engines, you basically develop, you know, download that development environment on your computer and 
you don't even need to have internet connection to continue developing. You are more or less on your own and you collaborate with others uh, more like, you know, the, 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 the olden days of Microsoft Office where you create a version one of a document and share it with me. I do 1.1, then share it with you in my comments and so on with, with you know, Dropbox kind of in the middle uh, that we can do that. Um, then uh, if you look at Hero Engine um, as, as an underlying technology, it's much more like working with Google Docs where you and I and 100 other people can be within the same document or the same spreadsheet and contribute to that in real time. So our technology is, uh, is based on, uh, the, uh, on, the, uh, uh, on the cloud. So we, uh, everything is, is the whole development happens uh, directly on AWS uh, cloud, or it can be any, any one of those. Uh, and developers connect to that cloud and they collaborate by building in real time. And this can speed up significantly the development. So that initial learning time that you have to invest pays off you know, several times, maybe 10 times. Uh, if you were to take into account the time saving because of that collaboration that you get at the end. I see. No, that's really good. But because I was wondering, um, sort of how the well online collaborative um, game development would work. Because I've I've worked with databases in the past, um, and often well simple databases. I haven't actually worked with yeah AWS. Um, but if two people are trying to access the same database, um, it, yeah, it, it wouldn't work, and things would yeah not be good at all but um you comparing it to, to google docs uh where you know everyone's sort of you know perhaps on this same document doing edits getting, they can see each other's work perhaps in real time um that's yeah very interesting um and yeah useful indeed. so with databases if we were to draw that parallel right to, mm. to your experiences you have to lock the record right while yeah. you are editing that record so i cannot access that record uh at that time right um with, with Google Docs, while I'm typing, you could be changing and updating my sentence, right? Doing spell check or grammar check at the same time while I'm working. So um, it, there is a certain level of adjustment that developers have to go through, right? It's like a little confusing, like first time you open Google Docs. Uh, but at the same time, if we know that, for example, you are responsible for for doing the uh, landscaping. I am laying the roads. Somebody else is putting the buildings. Another person is bringing in avatars and you know, checking and, and doing the animation. A third person is, is working on vehicles or, or you know, doing, putting a lot of furniture on the streets to make the streets look nicer and so on. If we know each other's responsibilities and there is certain level of pre-agreed coordination ahead of time, the development, you can save easily 50% or more in terms of total development time. Wow. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Um, thank you. And uh, the, the development um, environment itself, um, is it, um, well, like a, a downloadable EXE platform or, you know, is it browser-based? I, I doubt it's browser-based, but, um, you know, it's always worth asking. Um, right. And yeah, what, what, how can people, um, obviously when it's released, start using it? Is it yeah, and what platform 
uh, would it be on? So it uh, all engines, uh, like a core development environment, usually is a Windows-based application, right? Mm. You download that, install on your computer. There are a couple of additional things that you need to download when you uh, develop using our technology because there is a separate, let's call it, repository browser and many other things that are uh, that are important for you when you are doing that. But um, as I said, it's a Windows-based um, uh, program that you download. When you enter the environment, it connects as soon as you're logged in, it connects automatically to your world that is hosted somewhere on, uh, let's say, you will know where exactly, right? But on which one of uh, either private, um, public, or hybrid type of cloud that you are hosting your environment. Uh, and, and then when you are, and then you enter into your environment. And as soon as you are there, any number of your colleagues can connect into it. The beauty of this is um, it can demonstrate itself in many ways, right? On one side, you can just have a group of your friends that have been playing, let's say, for the last, I do not know how many years, uh, uh, a, a game developed by Riot uh, Games, uh, uh, League of Legends, right? And you enjoyed it so much that you have a very specific experience you want to recreate, but obviously Riot Games doesn't listen to you. So you say, I want to build it myself, but I want to also be able to share this with other people. So in addition to you and a couple of those friends that you've been playing together and enjoying it, you can give access as a player to, uh, to your guild, for example, that you have been involved in, or to your other friends that have the same passion and you can give them access as a player from literally the first moments when you start development, even when you just have that you know, checkered board that you start morphing and changing, they can be standing next to you and you know whether you like it or not can be either helping you or, or creating some distraction, but they can, you can engage a lot more people in that process than just your development team. And uh, we see that as a great way of engaging your community at much earlier stages. So instead of, um, for example, if you have a traditional uh, approach, right, the game developer will provide with some screenshots or a couple of short videos from inside the game, maybe once a month and update that. Um, and that's more or less what they will do over, over many months while they are developing. In case, uh, if, uh, if developers are using our platform, they can literally to, to that group of active uh, participants, they can give them access and they can be in that environment 24 seven, as long as you know, it's running and it's live. Wow. Um, so, so because it's all cloud-based as well, um, and uh, it, perhaps if I, if I give you the example of maybe uh, World of Warcraft, you know, thousands of, of players will be online at once um, and there'll be, you know, a, a cost probably um, to, I think it's Blizzard, is it? The yeah. wrong World of Warcraft? Yeah, Blizzard. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, there'll be a cost that you, I don't know. That they now need it's to... owned by Microsoft, right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they'll need to, to pay somehow or you know they'll be paying for, for servers i don't know if it's their own or upkeep or yeah paying for servers um is is my question basically so if a developer uh, makes a game that supports thousands of people online and thousands of people are playing it online will they have to to pay 
um, I don't know, perhaps a subscription, a subscription to you um, to like, you know, rent a dedicated server? Um, or is that sort of included in the package? How, how does that work? So uh, what we have as a, as a model uh, for uh, for this uh, the specific uh, kind of situation that you're describing. So uh, oh, I'm sorry, my dog is uh, barking. Okay. Uh, so uh, what you have uh, is uh, uh, a base server uh, installation and setup, and there is a certain base cost uh, associated with this. Uh, and then based on the number of participants, it's it's very elastic the capacity that can be allocated. So if you uh, if you have only hundred people, uh, it's you can easily host that on one server and it's not a problem. Uh, and then when you start scaling this up, let's say you have, you go up to one hundred thousand, then new capacity will be uh, spinning up automatically on AWS and uh, and then you. Know, Obviously, more capacity, more people playing, more capacity needed. There will be a little bit of a higher cost. And then when those people will leave, for example, you know, in the evening in a specific, let's say it's a US, primarily US focused uh, game. So there will be, um, or you know, if it's global, then you will have those peaks and uh, uh, and and valleys where you will have when people come home or during the weekend, right, uh, there will be more capacity needed. But as soon as they leave, that capacity will close down automatically. So you will never pay for that, you know, kind of uh, idle um, server uh, capacity as, as, a, as a publisher of that specific game. Uh, our our business model is based on um, on the, a royalty uh, stream that is based on the revenues generated by these games. So uh, if a game uh, X generates a certain uh, certain revenue, we are going to uh, take uh, you know, sign it, call it a publishing deal or a royalty deal that they are going to pay us ten percent of their turn turnover, right? Uh, uh, that is going to cover all of these costs uh, that that are going to be associated with actually you know, running, providing all the services. Because as you can imagine, you know, we we have server engineers, networking engineers that are that have to provide that availability twenty four seven to game developers. So uh, many of these uh, jobs. Uh, database engineer, uh, for that matter, as well. Uh, many of these jobs uh, we we have in-house, but they, they deliver the services and they will be covered from, from that uh, percentage. Fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly what my next uh, question was going to be. Um, well, yeah, do you take yeah royalties um, and things like that? Um, it's, it's, it's really fascinating, honestly. It's, it's very interesting indeed. Um, one of the things that... Um, perhaps it attracts a lot of people, sorry to keep on bringing up Unity. Um, yeah, Unity is the, the available availability um, on their uh, store uh, and also a lot of other game yep. engines as well. It's just quickly, you know, purchase assets uh, and then drag and drop them in the game uh, and they're basically there. Um, will Meta Engine uh, be able to import assets from other platforms and will it have its own, perhaps later down the line, uh, dedicated marketplace for these sort of things? The, un the answer is both. Uh, okay. We... Uh, Basically, any assets developed uh, using traditional techniques that majority of people, majority of 3D artists use, they, they are going to be accessible or you can bring them into Meta Engine platform. Uh, we are going, we are, we're currently actually building a marketplace as well. 
which will be a full, uh, not only just for trading 3D, uh, 3D art, but it will be a full NFT uh, enabled uh, uh, marketplace. So if you, for example, purchase an avatar somewhere else and it has a certain value, you can uh, then you can bring that avatar into different games uh, that are being developed on MetaEdge. Wow. Uh, that, that would be very, very cool indeed. Um, and have you got any partnerships um, at the moment? You know, perhaps it could be with anyone, maybe venture capitalist firms or anything like um, uh, game studios wanting to, to already use your um, engine. Have you got any partnerships lined up at all? Yes. So on the uh, we we have gone through our seed round, uh, obviously on the on the funding side. So we have a number of uh, of important uh, investors that have been uh, that have taken part in that seed round, and uh, you know some of them are one uh, one one is uh, Jump uh, Trading uh, through uh, Jump Crypto uh, Fund, uh, Lemnis Cap. Uh, we have Republic Capital, uh, Woodstock Fund. Uh, they, a number of mid-size uh, players as well uh, from uh, on the uh, on call it blockchain uh, uh, VC side. Uh, plus, uh, Polygon um, uh, Studios is an investor, so not not just a, a grant, but actually an investor in our platform. So that's we consider that both as a as a partnership and as as an investment. Uh, and Polygon is going to be the the first uh, blockchain that we're going to integrate with. Uh, we are. Uh, Talking to a number of other uh, you know, the usual suspects, but I cannot announce that yet. Those are not public uh, yet. The, the discussions that we're having, uh, and then uh, also as far as developers are concerned, we currently are in discussion with with a dozen uh, developed uh, GameFi metaverse projects. Uh, with some of them are in very advanced discussions. So hopefully within the next week or two, we will start uh, announcing some of these partnerships when we finalize the contracts with them. Uh, because for some of them, we actually will be actively participating also in the development of those projects. Uh, so um, yeah, in the next um, three to four weeks to a month uh, and a half, you will see a number of uh, of interesting projects that are going to uh, start development. We have started already actually prototyping for a couple of them. Um, and um, yeah, when they are ready to do their public announcement, we obviously are coordinating it with them. Uh, we don't want to jump the gun on that, uh, but um, uh, we have seen a tremendous interest uh, from, the, uh, from the game developers. And that goes back to your question about Unity, right? Um, actually, uh, many of them, when they try to develop with Unity, uh, prototyping is extremely easy. You can pick up the assets, you can drop them into the engine and develop uh, a, a, a small scale experience. Uh, but as soon as you want to develop a multiplayer experience, then the difficulties start accumulating. Um, there are no MMO-like experiences that have been built on Unity to date, right? And the engine is almost 20 years old. Um, it's just Unity is not built for that very large scalable experience. So many of the projects that we talk with that have verse or metaverse in their name, uh, they realize pretty quickly when they start developing using Unity that there are limitations that they might face. Some of them continue doing this because you know, either they have invested quite a lot of time already in development 
or you know they decided that they are going to start with a, a smaller scale uh, experiences to the, at, at the beginning as V1, uh, let's say, of what they're going to offer. So uh, that that's the path that they choose uh, to to continue. And many that we speak to, they actually are switching away uh, from developing on Unity to consider developing uh, on Meta Engine for that scalability. So if you want to develop Metaverse, you cannot really do it uh, on the other two engines. It's just not possible because of lack of scalability in both cases. Brilliant. Well, yeah, Meta Engine uh, is the future. Um, and, I, and I've read a lot um, yes. about um, the, well, the main two engines online as well. And a lot of people say that um, Unity is very limited or limiting, sorry, because of its, um, well, it mainly uses C Sharp, whereas um, other perhaps more advanced ones use C++. Is there a particular language um, that uh, Meta Engine um, uses or actually, yeah, that there will be. What, why am I saying or? Um, yeah, I mean, what, what languages do people yes. need, need to know to use Meta Engine? Right. So the core, uh, so if you were to differentiate and you're correct, so Unity is using C Sharp, although they have, according to what we have heard, uh, uh, they have started rewriting some pieces uh, using C++. Uh, but, uh, and why they do it is just for efficiency purposes, right? Um, the, on the other hand, both Unreal and, uh, and us, uh, or Hero Engine, the underlying technology, are written primarily in C++, and that allows for much better uh, performance. Uh, because that this is what you know Unreal with their focus on rendering performance and us uh, focusing on scalability and performance in terms of sheer scale both of environments and uh, and people participating in this uh, C++ is the way to go uh, on on the other so in addition to this uh, uh, you have you don't need to know those languages because uh, um, when you start development, uh, because all engines have their scripting languages uh, that you can uh, use when you are doing this. Uh, so it simplifies uh, the, uh, the development and you don't need to, because uh, both of those uh, underlying you know, core languages are uh, much more professional in a way and more difficult for, uh, for many developers to, uh, to, for a large number of game developers uh, to, uh, to use. So, you get to that scripting language. So both Unreal has the, their own Unreal scripting language. We have our Hero script uh, that is being used uh, to develop. And Hero script in that way is is very powerful, right? As a tool, you can you can script everything and anything within the engine using that. Uh, anybody that is used to kind of uh, JavaScript uh, uh, will have. Uh, you know, when they look at it, they will understand, start understanding it pretty quickly. We'll see the similarities uh, in terms of syntaxes and so on. But it is a separate language. The one big um, also advantage of using the scripting language inside our environment is that you can actually control using that language all aspects of your game, whether it is the front end development that you're doing on the environment or networking or server management, all of that can be controlled uh, using the scripting language. Brilliant. Um, and do you have a, a planned um, release date at all or any uh, a beta release date lined up and, and how perhaps people 
um, or if it's available, um, how would they uh, maybe, well, yeah, sign up for, for a beta testing program or something? Right. So um, as a developer, um, the good news is that one can start developing today. Uh, wow. one, yeah, one uh, big advantage of, um, of a cloud-based platform uh, if, if I were, for example, to ask you a question, do you know in which version of Google Sheets you're working? <laughs> Majority of people have no idea. Yeah. They just know they're working with the latest version available, mm -hmm. right? Same thing goes for our platform. You work with the latest available. Because oh, it's all cloud-based, of course. Yes. So ah. you don't need to think like in case, for example, of uh, Unreal-based development, um, you know, they just released Unreal 5, right? But many developers had to fix on Unreal 4 point something, right? Uh, in order to start development because in majority of cases, um, when there is a big jump, um, uh, some of the things are not backwards compatible uh, because again, those engines are the environments that you download and install on your computer and you just develop within that. Um, and you kind of move forward, you don't need to look backwards. Um, so today, any developer can jump into our environment and start developing. And as new features, for example, you know, wallet integration or the NFT uh, market integration, and as new features are going to come uh, become available, they will simply become part of your environment as a developer that you can then start integrating them. But as, as you probably know, developing a game, um, it's, it's a very you know, time-consuming exercise. So creating assets, uh, making mm. them really attractive, building, you know, creating those levels, right? Or worlds, as we call them, um, uh, creating those worlds. It's, it takes time to make them attractive, to make them interesting, and so on, to fill them in with content. So... They, that next level, the integration with different blockchain features can happen at a little bit of a later stage because you, know, it, you will still be involved in the content uh, design and development uh, initially uh, anyway. Brilliant. Okay. So, and with um, developing, well, I've, I've, yeah, again, read online, I, I tried to do a lot of research. People are often saying, um, yeah, the build versions um, need to match up if you're working with someone uh, and they, they might perhaps, you know, download a build version and stick with that one for a couple of years, even though there might be updates. So with Meta Engine, that's not a problem at all. It's always just going to be the latest version. Uh, and that's what it is. Is that correct? Is that what you were saying? Yes, we totally avoid the builds. Brilliant. Oh, that's 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 very good. Yeah. And obviously downloading, uh, well, the, the newer builds as well. It's annoying because I, I like to do well just as a hobby um uh, 3d modeling in blender yep. and they're releasing updates sort of every maybe week every two weeks and every time yeah i'll need to download the new version and then reinstall uh, all my add-ons as well so having it cloud-based is yeah very exciting um indeed so if a developer is listening to this um podcast now um what steps do they need to do to start um using your, your platform yeah, so they can go on our website, metaengine.gg, uh, and just there is a short uh, contact form uh, uh, that they can fill up, and we will get in touch with them, and then we'll start the conversation. Brilliant. Uh, one, one of the reasons why we, we have this, we'll call it semi-automated process, or less automated today, is, uh, is because we, 
the every developer um, we we do approach development in a different way not only because of that collaboration uh, unique collaboration technology that we have and so on but also because when developers get on our cloud right we take responsibility for for the quality of the service that is being provided to these developers so it's extremely important for us that we and that you know, when the worlds are created, we know the projects, we understand them, uh, so we we can cater as to our best ability uh, to those projects uh, on the cloud because we do. Again, our um, uh, mission, right, uh, is is kind of twofold. Uh, is on one side, we support the games from the day or the moment when we send the developer access to their world. Right, and the first time they log in, they become our uh, they become our client. Right, all the way through different stages of development, testing, going alpha, beta, going live, all the way through that last moment when the developers say, "You know what? You know, I'm done. You know, I want to move on to the next project," and they pull the plug on that game. We are always there, providing that backbone for their games, uh, and. Uh, that's why we we really care right about the developer themselves unlike with with other other competing technologies where you know when they sold you a license per seat or in gen, a generic license they they don't know what you're doing they have no link to you unless you go proactively and you uh, you contact them you ask them questions go on forums and so on so that's a very different approach a lot more hands-on approach that we are providing yeah, definitely. Well, it certainly sounds it, um, which is which is great. Um, and being, um, uh, well, if a game wants to become, you know, part of um, a blockchain and be integrated with it, um, th- there's a lot of uh, smart contracts um, that they'd need to, uh, you know, perhaps write or, or manage. Um, does Meta Engine um, do this as well? So it does it uh, help with the writing and an integration of smart contracts within the game? Yes, so uh, the, an- the simple answer is yes. The more complicated answer is obviously every smart, smart contract um, is, has to be audited to make sure that there are, you know, that, that, that there are proper security uh, is checked and so on. So we, although we, uh, uh, the, cap- the capabilities will be within the platform, uh, but uh, we still suggest that, you know, when they go through this process, they still take an external audit uh, and some of this uh, we will provide, but uh, we we want to make sure that uh, we do not take um, uh, as you know, we we're not professional you know smart contract auditor right to provide that type of services. So yes, there will be smart contracts integrated within the environment. So developers, it will be a relatively straightforward uh, way of for them to incorporate uh, different GameFi features, right, through smart contracts within the games. Uh, but we still suggest that, you know, they, they take that extra step um, when when the smart contracts are done uh, with an external audit. Yeah. Um, and earlier on as well, you mentioned um, uh, royalties. That's sort of how, um, you know, you, you'll receive a revenue stream uh, for Meta Engine. Um, do you have any plans for any other... Um, ways that meta engine is going to make money apart from uh, royalties from um, games yes yeah, so there will be a number of services that uh, will be provided on the platform 
right? Uh, the the our token, uh, if we're talking about that, um, is it will will be a, a, a utility uh, that is going to be used by game developers to uh, to pay for the services as a means of exchange on the platform and to generate additional revenue by staking uh, some some of those tokens that they might own uh, in order to generate additional um, additional return on that. So. Um, in addition to this, we are actually looking to uh, expand uh, significantly the um, the types of you know, the, the feature list of what we're going to provide. Uh, so what we are looking at today is for that example of asset interoperability, right? Uh, our uh, bigger mission is to uh, increase I don't know, maybe it will sound a little bold, bold but as a statement, but to, um, to basically increase the value of um, the digital assets that are owned by, by either investors or, uh, or gamers through creating uh, or increasing the number of use cases for those assets. So uh, if, you, if we take a, a, a traditional example, you know, let's say a game like Fortnite, uh, if you enjoy playing that game, you know, spend quite some money on buying different skins and participating in that. At the moment when that game is discontinued, your whole investment evaporates, right? You don't really mm. have a yeah. deployment investment in any other way. The same actually goes for many of the uh, games that are uh, built today as GameFi because they are that uh, uh, narrow um, experiences, right? So, for example, with with Axie Infinity, you know, tremendously successful uh, uh, game. What if at the point when they decide to shut down the game, what is the actual value of the axes that you own? Yeah. What is the application uh, for that? Is you know, it's kind of is an open question, right? Most mm. probably, when game stops, the value most probably drops, right, or disappears. So. What we are looking at is uh, through this asset interoperability that we are uh, putting into the core of our offering is to make sure that um, uh, you can, your assets uh, and the value that uh, is being created through your investment, whether it's time or money that you put into this is not lost because you are able to bring those assets into other games as well. So you buy an avatar and uh, you can participate in, in many different games using that avatar as these games are being built using either the same underlying technology like Hero Engine or we uh, through this interoperable platform, you'll be able to also use them uh, in games that are built on Unity, for example. Um, that that way, uh, it's it's kind of not. I don't want to say it's a built-in protection, right? But the more use cases you create uh, for for your digital asset, the higher is, uh, you know, uh, hopefully the higher is the value of it. But also at the same time, uh, you you kind of with every experience that you are uh, uh, cre creating, or with every loot box, let's say that you find, always every you know, more time that you spend in it, you continue to increase the value of your portfolio, right? Uh, so it, it becomes a, a much more valuable asset over time. Yeah, no, that, that is very good. And, and you do make a good point 
um, about Axie there or, or any Gamefly project, yeah, the, the NFT or asset that you hold for them, if they just yeah switched off their servers, decided we're going to stop, you'd be left with NFTs that might you know look nice, but th- th- yeah, no real value behind them. So being able to use um, perhaps yeah an avatar that you can take to multiple games, uh, and I don't know, you might recognize a person in a different game that you saw in another game would be really, really good. Um, so would users perhaps be able to, um, w- would there be a way, uh, I don't know, metaendon.gg slash character creation or something like that? Would users be able to maybe go on there and create their avatar like that and then mint it as an NFT? Or would this be available maybe on on, on an upcoming marketplace or something? So it's, it's the second, it's the marketplace. Okay. We um, usually... Um, you know, creating avatars, especially if you want something of really nice quality and so on, that's that's kind of a, you know, professional, I mean, you, you yourself uh, like to play around with this. So uh, <laughs> uh, you you know that it's painstaking, how do they call it? Painstaking, right? It's yeah, painstakingly, yeah. Right. It's not an... It, it takes lots of time to get to the quality that you want to see. Uh, so, and uh, so in this in this specific case, we are not looking to create the tools that will allow you to do it at least at this stage. But the marketplace will will basically bring together both the creators, the buyers, the owners, people that will trade right those assets. That's what we want to enable. Our target is really to 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 facilitate that. Uh, the marketplace, whether, for example, if you um, you created, you know, let's say, certain weapons, right? You created different uh, uh, different models, and you you sell NFTs of those on a marketplace. Um, and then, me as an owner of that, I would like to participate with that specific weapon, whether it's a zombie apocalyptic apocalypse type of game, or it's a, it's defend my area. Uh, so. Uh, kind of game or it could be an alien invasion or anything like that I might you know I will be able then to um, to use my character on one side and to use my um, my weapons that that I if I own them as nfts in different experiences that's that's kind of a, a grander vision that we have behind it Brilliant. Yeah, it is very exciting. Um, and if the person listening to this podcast um, perhaps isn't a developer, um, but they think, yeah, Meta Engine is uh, the way forward, what is the best way to perhaps um, what, to uh, invest in your project or or support you? Would you be able to tell us about your, uh, or if, you, if you know them off the top of your head, uh, your social links, um, but also if people want to invest financially in the pro- project, what should they do? Right. So for now, uh, we we closed our private round, so we are not accepting any new investments at the moment. We're really building uh, today with two focus. Uh, kind of, we, we have two two track uh, activity within the project. On one side, we are building this integrated integration um, uh, on the technology side with blockchain uh, and uh, and uh, the underlying engine technology. Uh, on the other side, we are hard at work with uh, those partnerships um, and you know, both on the business side, so creating partnerships with companies that can help us to expand uh, the, uh, the, the coverage right with, um, with, 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 uh, with different services that we can incorporate and also uh, developers that are coming to us with different projects with some of them that have already, for example, sold their first batch of NFTs, they raised some money and they now are ready to develop a game. Uh, 
Uh, so that's the current situation. So it's limited uh, opportunity, let's say, or no opportunity as, as a retail investor, especially to participate uh, in, uh, in this project. But um, in the, you know, within due to market conditions, so we'll, we'll see how things are going to develop uh, over, the, over the next couple of months. But we do have a plan to go with, uh, with our uh, token generation event uh, uh, to the market and open that to uh, to retail investors as well that are going to be able to participate through the purchase of our token. Brilliant. It's, it's very interesting, very exciting. And I think any um, developer, game developer, um, that's also into crypto or even not into crypto um, needs to know uh, about uh, Meta Engine. And if you're listening to the podcast, if you missed it earlier, um, if you are a developer um, and you'd like to uh, perhaps use start using Meta Engine, uh, go on their website, which is metaengine.gg, uh, scroll to the bottom and then contact them um, there. Um, yeah, it's, I, I've learned a lot I mean, I did a lot of research before this, but then speaking to you, I've, I've just realized, you know, how little uh, I know about game development. Um, it's, yeah, truly fascinating. Is there anything that, that I've missed off um, at all that, that you'd like to bring up or have a chat about? Um, let me think. Uh, I think we covered um, kind of core points, especially regarding the differences in technology um, uh, and the types of technologies you can use for different types of games. So one important thing as a game developer, you have to decide for yourself uh, is what kind of game you would like to develop um, and um, what type of experiences also or on which platforms, right? You want to roll those games um, uh, out at the later stage. So these, when you go through that, and if you have a checklist, for example, do you want to, to have a, a simple, let's say, you know, um, session-based game where you have five players against five doing something in a, in a smaller environment, then, you know, um, and there is no plan for a much bigger expansion, let's say kind of the idea of metaverse or being connected to different other games and experiences, then, um, you know, uh, choosing a technology like Unity or Unreal uh, would make a lot of sense. Uh, on the other hand, if you as a developer have a vision of, uh, having this being interconnected within a network of many different games. And that's actually one important point that we realize when we speak with game developers is that GameFi developers are very different from traditional developers in one important sense is uh, they actually like to share uh, and have much broader audiences by, by sharing their own audience with other developers as well. Um, with traditional game developers, usually these are closed communities uh, and uh, there is very little, unless it's owned by the same publisher, right? There is very little cross sharing uh, that happens uh, in terms of the, uh, the let's, say, let's call it the gaming community itself. In uh, GameFi, it's exactly the opposite. If I am developer uh, and you are developer, we're building two different experiences, but if we can, uh, by joining together, we have a much bigger audience that is looking into each one of our games, that, that is a huge benefit to, to each of us. So we kind of feed off success of each other, right? We, we help each other in that way. Uh, that is a, is a new trend that we have seen on the GameFi side comparing to, to the traditional side. Um, 
last maybe comment in terms of uh, kind of to highlight the vision that we have for this space is uh, currently uh, GameFi experiences are uh, relatively limited and, and simple in many ways, if you were to compare them to uh, much more sophisticated experiences on the, on the traditional game, uh, game uh, development side. And that, uh, that is also the reason why not that many traditional gamers have joined the community of GameFi games. There is some skepticism there as far as the crypto adoption is concerned and so on. But outside of that, uh, what players want is experiences first, uh, but not focusing so much on the money side of it. Because uh, they they really you know they want to be engaged. They want entertainment value to be much higher uh, than what we see so far today. So our larger mission here is uh, by bringing these professional levels of uh, tools uh, and the platforms to the uh, GameFi and Metaverse developers is to to help to broaden that audience uh, of players. So to go maybe you know from several million to a couple of billion players as your potential addressable market. Uh, and that's that's where we believe that the professional level tools are going to help uh, significantly to bridge that gap and to, to drive that increase through um, entertainment, basically, through that repeatability of the experiences that uh, the traditional gamers really enjoy. Brilliant. Well, well, thank you so much for, for your very in-depth uh, explanations, which um, were obviously very technical, but very easy to understand for a, a non, well, semi-non-technical person like myself. It's it's really been a very good uh, learning experience. And I'm sure uh, any developer or any Gamefly fan out there um, will be very interested um, as well. Um, thank you very you... much, Tom. I mean, you, your questions <laughs> were spot on. Great homework. Uh, thank you very much. You know, that's, uh, that's really... Um, uh, very refreshing to speak with uh, with someone that uh, has a lot of questions and uh, you, you asked me about details. So <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but you, you kind of pushed it into the technical side. I'm, I'm joking, obviously. So uh, uh, it was really enjoyable um, to, uh, to discuss this because we did uncover some of the core important features that our platform provides and the kind of benefits that it's uh, bringing to developers uh, in the uh, GameFi space. Definitely, yeah. And I, and I really genuinely look forward uh, to, to, to seeing the, the development of Meta Engine and obviously games coming out um, on Meta Engine. It is a very exciting time, um, not only for Meta Engine, but for the whole uh, GameFi space in general. Um, yeah. But thank you very, very much uh, once again, Alex. Uh, listeners, if you'd like to... Um, uh, visit metaengine.gg. Um, you can scroll down and join their socials right there and obviously look at their website as well. They've got a contact form um, if you're a game developer uh, so you can get in contact with them. But uh, yeah, I'll certainly be joining your socials uh, and definitely keeping up to date with you. It might be good to catch up in uh, a couple of months later down the line as well, perhaps when things, um, well, a few releases might be around the corner. I'm not sure. Um, but I am, I'm really genuinely excited uh, about Meta Engine. So thank you very, very much once again, Alex. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep yeah, in touch. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for great questions. Please join our community. We have a Telegram group, obviously, that you can uh, be updated there uh, with all the, uh, all the changes uh, or all the developments that we have on our side. Uh, plus, uh, you know, it would be great to catch up within, you know, over the next couple of months 
and uh, you know share with you the progress that we're making because as I said you know we by that time we will definitely have a number of projects that we can openly speak about on the platform and uh, some progress that we make uh, on the technology development itself. Fantastic. Good. Well, I look forward to the day uh, of, yeah, playing a game made uh, in Meta Engine. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Alex. Have a great evening. Um, and yeah, we'll keep in touch and, and speak soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye -bye. For Thank you. Bye.